Cavaliers are going to repeat, but they are going to play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. You don't get much hot taker than that. My team! Take that, take that, take that. My team! Brooklyn's down, baby! Brooklyn's down! My team! Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My Team Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only talented Taylor. And if you already know this is the Mighty Sports Podcast, it is April 26th here. It is 74 degrees here in South Florida. And we have a whole smorgasbord sports talk with you today. We get NBA playoffs. We have, oh, and the NHL playoffs. We get to talk some NFL as the draft is right around the corner. We talk to talk some baseball as not only is it the beginning of the baseball season, but there's some moves that have been going on that we need to talk about. And we even get to talk about some NASCAR. But you, so you know what I say, regardless of that time, regardless of that weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So Let's talk some sports. Back at it like a sports fanatic. Woo! Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. If you're listening here, that means you still listen on Mix It Law. Just know that pretty soon we'll no longer be doing a live show on Mix It Law. We'll be going back to our regular scheduled program, which is just going to be pushed through SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. Don't worry, we're going to find a way to come live soon. We got some other things working on in the next six months. I know I told you I'm no longer on the radio as far as it was 1080, the word. Um, but I'm working on some other things. And we're going to make sure we always find a way for us to communicate. So, let's get right into it. DJ, drop me a beat. Hey. Mira, mira, mira. There we go. Something's wrong. Okay, so here we go. We have the first game of the playoffs that we're going to talk about. And really what it is right now is the first team to be eliminated. And that are the Indiana Pacers. Yes, folks, the Indiana Pacers are no longer in this playoff series. They have managed to be swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And not for nothing. What this end up boiling down to, like, listen, this is like LeBron James, like, like 12th, 10th sweep in the first round. This is, they're gonna, they're gonna call this his seventh, and I say they, but they are gonna call this his seventh playoff appearance. And to be honest with you, or seventh straight playoff appearance, and to be honest with you, I, I, or finals appearance, I should say. Let's, let's get the, let's get the vernacular 100% correct here. So, let's get this straight. I only personally consider this his third, if he makes it. Yes, folks. Listen, I keep telling you that time period in that time period in Miami was like calling somebody's college career. Like he went there and absolutely just padded his numbers and padded his stats and played on some super duper contending team to try to win a championship. And you know what? I'm not mocking him for it. I'm just saying that I don't have to give him the full hearted, full hearted, full butted credit that. Most people generally get, you know, for making it to the finals. This is a little something that I kind of have to take away for that. But, 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 but. It is his next time going to the finals. And I can't take that away from him. I'm not the finals, but he is moving on. And this is his 10th straight sweep. If you said you got to keep coming on the first round. But what, however long it's been. So we're so we going to keep calling it whatever it may be called. Indiana Pacers no longer in the playoffs. LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers have moved on. And also somewhere in there, 
I believe he may have put up a triple double. And, and let me just, I, I bring it up just like that, because all of a sudden, and you saw this at the end of the season too. At the end of the season, you saw a couple of guys put up a triple double, as if to say, at least this is the way it hit me, as if to say, you know what, we can put up triple doubles too. But yeah, a lot of people can put up a random triple double, but nobody really does it for a whole season. And that's what Russell Wilson has done. Even though his team managed to be eliminated already from the playoffs, and we and we and we discussed this. Remember, we 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 listen. Hold on. <laughs> we discussed this. Yes, taking it back. If you remember, I said it, it's gonna suck that we are gonna get an MVP that is no that, that is that is very possible that he gets knocked out in the first round. We didn't see him beating any of those top teams, and, and it's because we knew he didn't have the help. We knew that he didn't have the help. So one thing that Russell Wilson did do, or, or one of the things that we all going to do, because for the very last time, for the very last time this season, or until he gets the MVP award, we still get to get on our Russell watch. Yeah, folks. Well, I said we normally should get on our Russell watch. And... I was gonna bring it out today, and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let you know. I honestly am 100% waiting until he gets his MVP. Uh, if not, then you don't. Then we're not gonna hear that drop again until, until the end of the year, or until the next season, basically, which is gonna be sometime later on this year in season three of the podcast. Or that too. Can you believe that season three of the podcast? I know, man. Even I can't believe some of that. So, also on top of this, right? So, in the series, Russell Westbrook does, did exactly what Russell Westbrook did in the regular season. Russell Westbrook managed to average a triple-double over five games. He scored 150 points, had 50 rebounds, 50 assists. Even. That's 30, 10, and 10. <laughs> yeah. I believe those are the numbers. So, Russell Westbrook, yeah, is 100%. And, and like I said, if this team could have gone farther, or if this team would have went further... And because we don't have a playoff MVP, we would have had a, we have a finals MVP, and he would have made it to the finals. And you put these numbers up in the finals, yeah. And his team would have won. Then yeah, he would have got it again. But here we go. As as let's you know, we do. You know what? Let me make sure I do this in proper fashion. Make sure I do this in proper fashion. <laughs> yes, we do have the Washington Wizards and Atlanta game on in the background. So I'll be giving you an update on that well before I give you my take on what's going on with them so far. So Russell Wilson, he gets his 30, 10, and 10, right? To me, like I said, he's still his MVP. He's still the season MVP to me. And, yeah, I understand. I, I wholeheartedly understand that, yeah, Harden, not only does Harden have more help, but Harden also hurt his ankle sometime in the playoff series, he said. So he's not 100%. But, listen, he's the second, he's the, they're the third team to close out their series so far. So we have Cleveland and um, beating out Indiana. We have Houston, and we have Houston closing out OKC. Everybody else, <laughs> everybody else. We'll get to everybody else. So there's only one other team that has closed out their series already. So James Harden is and and the Houston Rockets are gonna benefit from getting some kind of rest, as them as the three seed, all right. They are gonna be waiting on whoever's winning that. That, that two matchup between San Antonio and Memphis, which is most likely going to be San Antonio, and then we'll have San Antonio going on to play Golden State again. And even between Golden State and San Antonio, we're going on to face the, the face the the Cavs, unless the Bucks beat them. <laughs> I know, I know, that boy is loco, I say, but I'll, that's something else to to, to address. So, on top of all this, Russell Westbrook got, in, got into a beef with reporters, and reporters are trying to figure out why is it that when Russell Westbrook is on the court, his team is actually producing, but then they take him out, and all of a sudden, they're 29 for 6. Like, like to be honest with you, his team may have wholeheartedly went like 100 for 25, maybe 100 for 30. Houston scoring 100, his team scoring for 30. While he was off the bench, Russell Westbrook sat down for five minutes in that in that last game, game five, and his team was outscored 26 to six. 
You can't help that. We said that, listen, Russell Westbrook was, was a one-man show, basically, all year, and it showed it. He was the guy getting rebounds. Basically, he was the center getting rebounds. He was the point guard dishing out boys, and he was the shooting guard scoring. Or your, 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 your stretch wingman slashing and scoring. Whether they had shooting guards, but Russell Westbrook was the team posting up smaller point guards, taking them to the hole, finishing over the top, grabbing boards. Just saying. He should be getting MVP. But you know what's one thing that's most surprising to me? Is this Beverly Westbrook beef that is very much real. It is very, 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 very much real. And I think you guys forget it somewhat. I think I may have reminded you already once. Already during the show within the last month or so. That Patrick Beverly, remember when Russell Westbrook went out a couple of years ago. Patrick Beverly was the one that was responsible for cutting him low. And injuring him. This is the time that we're talking about. I, I believe they still had Harden and <laughs> and I definitely know they still had Durant because Durant didn't leave to last year. So that's always curious to me now of how that goes, knowing that Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden, you know, are still fans of each other, they're still friends. But him, but Russell Westbrook and Beverly, they, oh, they hate each other. And listen, they both make valid points. I'm like, yo, dude, I dropped 40 on you, and yeah. It took you 36 shots to do it. So, all in all, I still scored 40 on you, and it still took 36 shots to do it, and your team still lost, and they're still out the playoffs, and I'm still MVP. So, you know what I mean? Basically, like, like, they're, just, like they're just waving around their, their manliness in different ways, and they're basically saying the same thing, because honestly, they negate each other in this case, right? right? Like, in this case, like what, what they do kind of negate each other. So... We're going to leave that as it is. And so, while while we're talking about this, right, we talk about the NBA. The M- I hope you guys know that the NBA app right now has all of the playoff games for free. Right now, right now, I'm not watching it through the NBA app, which is really weird, right? Because it, it, they have all of the games for free, except for the games that are on NBA TV. The NBA app have all of the NBA games for free, except for the ones that are on NBA TV. They should be getting a Richard Cranium Award for that one. I haven't given that out in a while. They should have gotten this. Right? So, it may, like, danger zone. I know, I know. Thank you. <laughs> so, what happens here is you get to catch all these games, right? All the games that are on TNT, you catch on the, M- you catch on the NBA app. And when you catch it, they, they don't have conventional views. When you watch the games on the NBA app, follow with the TNT broadcast, the TNT broadcast does not have conventional views. So they have this action view, which is the, which is their standard view, and or they have this mosaic view, which is which is a four box, which is a four box view, which is when I end up, end up watching when I when I watch them. I end up watching the most when I watch them. Now while it's all fine and dandy to watch, you know what? I kind of find a new way to watch it all of a sudden. And oh, and wholeheartedly, it's because I was doing a little bit of app surfing later on, uh, earlier today, right? <laughs> Let me sidetrack a little bit before we head into break. I was doing a little bit of app surfing, and it caused me to, because I was, I was a little surprised, and you may be surprised, that I didn't have more sports apps. I, I, I had some, and trust me, the, the, the places that I go for my sports, like all, all the comments, it's not really more on television, more than it is the stuff that I'm looking up on my phone or listening to. But you know, things that you said, a lot of things that you need to see, and I realized that I wasn't seeing. Some of the stuff that I wanted to sell, because I'm trying to catch some more baseball. And in the midst of trying to catch, in the midst of trying to catch baseball, like Bob, Bob Carter would be proud of me on that one. Right? In the midst of, of looking for baseball, I found an alternative broadcast of the NBA game, the Washington and Atlanta game, that is currently at halftime, with Washington winning them 50 to 49. Very close game. On commentary, I'm hearing is Steve Buckins and. Bill Chenia. I don't know who any of these guys are for CBS, but and 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 but you know what is is good for me. I found out now there's a way I don't have to listen to Reggie, and that's really what that matters to me. There's a way that I don't have to listen to Reggie, and you guys know how much I listen to Reggie. And like I said, so I did a lot of things. I downloaded a lot of apps. Like I downloaded the UFC app. I downloaded the PGA app, which which is kind of having some issues navigating the MLB app, which is what I was really looking for. And they have a game because I was looking for that. Yankees game that's coming on today versus Boston. 
and I really want to catch that. But I did realize, I did learn in there as well that the MLB app gives you a free game of the night every single day. So for somebody like me that's kind of wanted to watch baseball, I now at least have a way that I can watch. I can watch at least a game every day. There's a way to watch. I said I didn't say I could, I'm going to. There's a way. I'm gonna go to break real soon. As let me finish this up. I, I downloaded the NHL app. I downloaded the tennis app and the soccer app. And I'm, and I'm gonna tell you out of all of them. Right? I really do like the NFL app. And I know I didn't say I downloaded that one because I already had the NFL app. And I like it for the same reason why, the N why I don't like the NBA app. For the one reason I don't like the NBA app. The NFL app live streams their NFL network channel. Basically. Through their app for free. Which I think is freaking brilliant. The NBA app needs to do that for NBA TV. Like, I'm just saying. It would be so much more of a productive broadcast. And you and you would really see the viewers pop in, pour in. And then make them pay for games. But the fact that they have the, all the playoff games for free right now is, is remarkable. And I have been taking 100% like, full advantage of it. Like, I have not missed a game. We're going to head into break. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to talk back. and We're going to get into some more NBA we're gonna get into some football as I keep telling you that the draft is running around the corner, and I got some, I got some little, I got a little nuggets. I got, I got some mighty morsels, as I like to call them. I got some mighty morsels. That and more when we come back. Let me put you in a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game, and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. With the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host, Talent T. Taylor. You're still listening, still listening on the Mix All Rap. Or if you're listening, you know, a couple days later, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, how you listening? I thank you. I'm going to do that at the start of every segment. You know this. <sighs> Sorry, I had to go grab, run and grab a drink real quick. So, back to the NBA. So, as I told you, that those are the first two series that have had a. Those are one of the two series. Those are two out of the three series to be wrapped up. Indiana versus Cleveland in a sweep, and Oklahoma City, and Houston over Oklahoma City four games to one. Now what you're going to get more of now, at this point in time, is a lot of what we're getting in, in, in LA and Utah. There's a lot of 2-3 two, matchups, 2-2 two, two matchups right now, as teams are playing their 56 games of their series, which is happening to more teams than not. As I told you, out of the eight games that are there, five of them are in some 2-3 matchup. Five. 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 <laughs> right? And the LA Clippers and the Utah Jazz are no different. And I think we still, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe we said this last week, but if not, then I, then I, I really do believe that we, we may have picked the Jazz. I think we picked the Jazz to win this. Because it was just, it was just very odd. But after, And that was after seeing one game. And I was really seeing Rudy Goldberg and what the Utah Jazz was doing. Because Utah Jazz does have some left. Brandon Hayward, a small forward, is not is no is, is no short person. And he can score and he can put that ball on the on, on the floor and he can post up. 
Rudy Goldberg is as is as good as any athletic big man that is just responsible for blocking and dunking right now. Like like his like the person that he's playing against, and 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 crap, what's his name from L.A. Clippers, DeAndre Jordan, or his counterpart in Miami, um, Whiteside. You know he's in he's in that category of of centers right now, which is a good category of centers to be in. Which means that Rody Goldberg is not just is 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 somewhere between a top ten and a top five quarterback and a top five center. He may be top five based off what I'm saying. Athleticism and blocking and finishing. Because the guys like like because the guys like the Brook Lopez of the world, we're not counting them anymore, the Lopez twin twin brothers. Right? We're looking at guys like Kali Anthony Stein. Is he playing center? I can't remember. I think he's playing power forward. But we're looking at guys, but but you know what I'm talking about these these big men, these hybrids are big men now. But now when you talk about center center, defensive wise, they're like, hey, hop and dunk, hop and finish, hop and finish, and this guy definitely does that. Don't need a back to the basket move. Doesn't need a post game. Doesn't need anything else but to hop, excuse me, and finish. And because you're not being demolished and beat up by guys that are, that, that have post games now anymore, then guess what? These hop and finishing centers. Or what we're gonna get used to Like basically It's the reason why JaVale McGee Has a career all of a sudden again You understand If Marcus Camby was around now Marcus Camby would probably be considered The best center in the league Based off of the skill set He came into the league with When he came into college Um The boy that, that was in um That was in Chicago Then New York And now Phoenix Um uh, he starts with a C, I believe his name is Tyson Chandler. Even he would be considered a better setter. And during his his prime a couple years ago with New York, he was considered one of the better ones. Even though he wasn't doing anything. But he was getting these 18 and 10 in a couple blocks. Or well, 18 and 8 in a couple blocks. So let's not forget about that. As 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 we move as we move on, as as Utah, as we keep talking about Utah. I mean, this is all about Utah and LA Clippers and their big men. Because Rudy Goldberg goes out after the first game. After the after the Utah Jazz go up one or go up go up one game over the Clippers, convincingly one game over the Clippers. That's the reason why I was like, oh no, this 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 is this is not even a matchup. Rudy Goldberg hyperextends his knee and he goes out. He goes out for two games, and in those two games, it allows that matchup to be two-one, in yes, the LA Clippers' favor. But unfortunately, in between there, Blake Griffin, their superstar or star power forward, goes out with a toe injury. Not knocking his toe injury, because as we're talking about little itty bitty limbs like that, we're going to refer to somebody else that has an injury that, that his injury is a lot more significant to his team than Blake's toe is to, to the Clippers. And then Rudy Goldberg returns. And since Rudy Goldberg has returns, basically Utah Jets have fired off two straight wins, and now this series is series is three two in Utah's favor. And I'm not gonna lie to you, when I saw Rudy Goldberg go out, yes, that my my headline was Utah's season is over because without him, it is just a different dynamic. Because basically you're giving up more shots, you're giving up more possessions, you're giving up more just flat out opportunities. But the number one thing that's happening in Utah is my boy Joe Johnson is in fuego. And he is finally hitting down shots of the playoffs that he should be hitting. And he is coming up with clutch shots. Basically, if Joe Johnson was in Washington, I think Washington would have swept Atlanta. Because he would have done for them what Paul Pierce kind of did for them a couple years ago. That helped energize not only their confidence, but also helped maintain their mental stability. Now, so, as, as I said, we talked about injuries and we're talking about limbs. And, and as I said, Washington right now is playing on TNT. Later on TNT, we also have Chicago versus Boston. Chicago versus Boston is tied up to, at 8.30 tonight. Chicago versus Boston is tied up at... It's tied up at 2-2. Right? And this is where these little limbs that we were talking about comes into play again. Chicago had control of this. The 8th seed 
had control of this. We was just talking about this last week. How Chicago and Dwayne Wade and, and, and Rajah Rondo was sudden these cats. And in the midst of in the midst of sudden these cats, another thing that Bob Carter would be happy about. <laughs> Wait, how did I use that word twice? I think I did. They look like they were getting ready to beat the number one seed Boston. Who, yes, we also have to admit, Isaiah Thomas was going through the loss of his sister. <clears throat> And then Rondo goes out. Rondo goes out with a broken thumb. And since then, Isaiah Thomas has gone off. And it's been remarkable because, remember, Chicago won the first two games in Boston. Convincingly. Because we forget. We forget and we forget that Rondo at his best is an elite point guard, especially when Rondo gets into this playoff mode. You forget, Rondo is an elite, can be an elite level defender. You forget, Roger Rondo can be an elite level passer. You forget, Roger Rondo can be an elite level rebounder. You forget that Roger Rondo <laughs> has been doing what Russell Westbrook has been doing, but it's on a lower scale when he has played to his elite level. So Rajo Rondo averaging about a, a, a poor man's triple-double? I don't care, it's still a triple-double. Or like I can say a poor man, because I don't think he's quite getting in a couple categories. Maybe like 9 point something somewhere. And like 12 points. Maybe 14. But his size, remember Rajah Rondo. Remember Rajah Rondo. <laughs> he's a legitimate like 6'3", 6'4". Versus Isaiah Thomas, who is barely 6 foot. So, Rajah Rondo is the deciding factor in the Chicago game. Because as much as we love the boy, Jimmy Butler, as much as we love him, we don't know if he has what it takes with just, with just Dwayne Wade to get Chicago over that top. I really, I, but I kind of hope they do, because I really want to see if Rondo comes back, how the dynamic of this whole, but you know what, nope, because then, 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 they will definitely, definitely, definitely beat Washington, or lose to Washington, I should say, they, that, that will definitely happen, so, I want you to remember this, right, hmm, <laughs> I want you to remember this as we get ready to go up on this commercial break. Boston, right, has Isaiah Thomas currently under contract for only $6 million because he was the third string um, point guard in Phoenix. And then he came over to Boston to prove himself. The Boston Celtics, even though they had the best record in the East, because of the deal that they did with Brooklyn, they also have the first, they also have the potential to get the first overall pick in this year's draft. Yes. The Boston Celtics have the potential to get the number one pick in this year's draft, which means they're going to get most likely a top three pick. Definitely top five. And if I'm not mistaken, within the next couple of years, they have a stockpile of picks. Alright, ready for the kicker? There's a star. Very close to home. That I may not be too upset being involved with those picks. We'll talk about that in a little bit more when we come back from this commercial break. What did Phil Jackson say? Nobody's safe? team to win championships or become famous they join because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it they are brighter better educated led and equipped than any team in history they are doctors lawyers engineers technologists and combat troops 
all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. Back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. <clears throat> if you're still listening to Mixer Rap, thank you. That means you're listening to Mixer Rap. So I thank you. If you're listening next day leisurely, Tom, that means you're listening on TuneIn Radio or SoundCloud, which I still think you're taking the time out of your day to listen to me. That's right now, this is the only way that we can communicate because I am no longer on 1080 the word that shows. No. Not really, <laughs> but it happens, and and things happen, and you know you and you get over it, and and you move on, and then you know you gotta you just gotta find out, you know, what's out there for you next, and that's kind of what's happening with Portland. <laughs> Portland is going to, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Melo may go may go may do good in Portland as well. I didn't even think about that, but Mar- but Melo won't go to Portland. He he will hate that market. So, yeah, that was a little tease. That was that was a little tease. Of what we were talking about? <laughs> so, the Golden State Warriors faced off against the Portland Trailblazers, and this is the third series to already to have been completed in this NBA playoffs as the Golden State Warriors have swept the Portland Trailblazers in this is another sweep and and what it was it was it was just too much Golden State it was too much Golden State that to be honest with you didn't honestly need Kevin Durant so to see Kevin Durant come and back and play the end of the season try to get some rhythm and then go out with that calf string because you know he's probably overcompensating, right? If any of us, if any of you out there has have had any kind of injury like that and still had to do a physical activity, me myself and I, I was I used to be in the army, so yeah, I know all about your body being all kinds of unbalanced because you're trying to force balance through the injury because you're being pushed and degraded by the people that's supposed to be your management superiors and trying to help build you up as a, as a soldier, you know, but instead they find the time to degrade you because of your injuries. And it's okay. It's okay. I'm pretty sure you're all good in theirs. <laughs> but, so Kevin, so it was really hard to see Kevin Durant leave and come back, you know, Go out, with the, you know, with the, with the knee, with the injury, and come back, and just go out again with the calf injury. But then he still came back, and I'm like, why did you come back? Which I granted, which I understand, it was limited minutes. Which to me, that's the only justifiable way to do it. Put him in some limited minutes, just so that you can get his legs underneath and get him flowing, you know, get him used to the feel of stuff without having to worry himself. Because in their next matchup, where they're going to be playing, who I'm expecting is going to be Utah. They still may not need Kevin Durant. They may need him. Brandon, who knows how Brandon Hayward matches up. But, you know, it wouldn't be nice to have Kevin Durant out there for Houston. I mean, for Utah. What you're going to definitely do is want him out there for San Antonio. But just basically, yeah, I think San Antonio will beat Houston. They just, I'm, I'm, I'm not doubting them. They, they just keep finding ways to be in the playoffs once again for like the twentieth, the, like the twenty thousandth straight year. Greg Popovich has made it to a finals, or made it into the playoffs with his San Antonio Spurs. Like Tim to Tim Duncan and beyond. Now he has the Clark Kawhi Leonard. We'll talk about that in a minute. Actually, literally, we'll talk about that in a minute. So that's mainly the big thing there. Is like I'm just not too happy with seeing seeing him come back to to not really be needed. So yeah, we move on. Sorry, we just we move on. let's move straight on. Memphis and San Antonio. That's a 2-3 series. With San Antonio coming up on top. And this is where we're going to bring in this element of the game. Right? We, we, 
<laughs> There's an element of the game that we haven't discussed, and we don't, and we and we didn't discuss it yet because when we talked last week, it was it's all the and and it's, it happens every year, and we're not gonna go too far into this year because I want to talk about San Antonio Memphis first, right? Because it kind of because also it's gonna explain why Memphis, why San Antonio Memphis is two and three. So, so San Antonio Memphis is two and three, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna quickly go over San Antonio Memphis two and three because it's as thrilling and as boring as it sounds. <laughs> really, like it is equally as thrilling and as boring as it sounds. You're probably gonna get some of the best fundamental basketball you have ever seen played in your life. It is also gonna be some of the most boring basketball you have ever seen played in your life. I'm just saying, it's very hard, very, 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 very hard to make Greg Popovich and them look great against Memphis. Memphis, it is. Like, San Antonio versus Golden State, San Antonio versus Houston is, is, a, is a much better series because they get, cause they adjust well and there's going to be a certain amount of points and a certain style that's going to have to be played. It's going to be up-tempo and they're going to have to put up some points even though they're going to be playing defense. With Memphis, it's just a grind-out game, which is why. Listen, even in the past, remember this: in the past, we didn't like, we don't like Memphis going up against San Antonio because they have this grind-out style of play. Now, luckily for for San Antonio, is that they've already restocked up on a lot of that young talent that they need to take them up to the next step. While Memphis is still relying on the same talent that they was had struggle beating San Antonio with before. But like I said. The matchups are one thing. The other thing, the other thing, and this is the thing I wanted to talk about. This is the this is the element that we cannot forget. As Washington is up seventy-one to sixty-nine over Atlanta, with just about a little over four minutes to go in the third quarter. But this is the one that we can't forget. We cannot, we cannot continue to underestimate home court advantage in the NBA. Listen, it is the reason, and it is the only reason why San Antonio and Memphis, and, and I'm not gonna, is, is that 2-2. Two, two. It is the only reason why some of these games are still being played today. It is because of home pride court advantage. <laughs> take that, take that, take that. Right, so, ah! Right. Speaking of home court, right? S speaking of home court, we go quick. Take a quick break away from basketball for a minute. Did you hear what this five-time champ shortstop of my beloved New York Yankees, Derek Jeter, is doing? Did you hear him and a management and a group of people, Bush, the race car driver, I believe, <laughs> and a bunch of other people or buying the Florida Marlins, I'm sorry, the Miami Marlins. Sorry, that part, I, I got a back spasm a while ago. <laughs> yeah, a shot of pain straight through the bacula. Which is which is interesting to me. Right? As, as Derek Jeter, you know, El Capitan that he is, continues to do all the right things. Now, I don't know. I say that, right? That he's, doing, that he's making the right move. Because he is making the right business move. But for me... It is a little hard to swallow. It's kind of a hard pill to swallow. I know what you're saying. Like, how to you? are a Yankees fan. Uh, yes, I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm also a New York fan. Also, on top of that, I am, in general, a Miami hater. I'm a hater. Yes, I'm a hater. You have to remember, the Florida Marlins beat the Yankees in the World Series. Like, I, I don't forget that. I had just moved to Florida. That was 1997. Biggie just died. I was still dealing over that tragic loss. I was distraught, B. So, 
I'm not a fan of the Florida Marlins. I'm not, I'm not Miami Marlins. I'm not a fan of Miami Heat. I'm not a fan of the Miami Dolphins. Right? It doesn't matter that the Yankees don't play the Dolphins or, the, or don't play the Marlins or they're not or, or one is the AL and one is the NL. Like that doesn't matter to me. That, that has no significance to me whatsoever. So the fact that he's buying into this Marlins team, I'm like, damn, Cheetah. Like, granted, as far as general Yankees go. Uh, the generalness of baseball goes, yeah, that doesn't matter. He's crossing, not only is he crossing teams, but like, but he's he's crossing leagues and he's and he's gone, he's coming south, and he has a place down here, a compound down here already, and and in, in St. Petersburg, Florida, you know what I mean, something like that. So, because because you know they do, they do their training camp up here, so I believe he has a a place up here. As, as so does Darrell Revis, you know, as well, you know, so. It definitely, definitely, definitely kind of takes me the wrong way because I want to root for... You heard, you heard what I just said about Derek Jeter. You heard that. So anything that he does, I would actually like to support, which means I would have to support the Florida Marlins, which, listen, out of all of the Florida or Miami teams, professional Miami teams, I would say... They are one of the teams that I do hate the least, even though they have beaten my Yankees in four World Series. Now, I absolutely don't hate the Florida Panthers. I have no reason to. That I know of. I know they're playing. Actually, they eliminated my New York Rangers last year. Who? Is it too early to bring them up? Eh, maybe too early to bring them up. Maybe not. Well, you know, it's not. Because we can talk some playoffs later. The New York Rangers are still in the playoffs, folks. Two years back to back. Playoff appearances. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> so, I'm a little taken back by it. Me personally, even I know the rest of them all. But it makes me wonder now, like, hey, does this make it okay for me to now, or it, it makes it kind of okay for me to allow my kids to like the Florida Marlins because it's going to be owned by the great Yankee Derek Jeter, and I can always tie it into that. You know, and it also gets away from me. To come to come down and now want to see um, a couple of more Marlins games. As I've, I've been to what two? I went to two last year. I seen the new arena. It's pretty nice. I told you it looks like a big old mall that happens to have a game going on downstairs. <laughs> so moving on, right before the next break. But we're not gonna get too far until before the next break comes. But currently, as we as we talk right now. And I know you guys are probably wondering. It's a couple, actually, you know, we're going to address a couple of elephants in the room. Right, yes, the game is on right now. And I know we're wondering. First thing you're probably wondering. Yeah, the podcast is a little bit early today. We started at 7.30 today instead of 8.30. I got some things I wanted to do. I wanted to get, some, I wanted to get this knocked out of the way. And then, you know, go about my business. I, I needed to have a little bit of freedom. I'm, I'm expecting some company. And I wanted to make sure that I was able to give this comp- company my undivided attention from the moment they were here to the moment they left. To be honest with you. And... Secondly, the second elephant in the room, right? So yes, the podcast is a little bit out, 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 is a little bit sooner, earlier than normal. <laughs> Another elephant in the room. That intro, man. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I have been meaning to address that intro since <laughs> the middle of football season, and, and I tell myself this as I hear it. But then as we start the show, and I kind of forget, and I kind of get sidetracked. Sometimes I leave myself notes, and sometimes I didn't leave myself a note for it. But mentally, I've been meaning to, to address this, because I don't know how you guys are even still listening to me after the intro says. And it's there, so all you guys know and remember that I said that the Jets were going to go to the Super Bowl. And that the Knicks were going to play the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Championship. And that the Cavs were going to win the championship this year. You heard me say all of that. It's on record. I can't I can't deny it. I can't hide from it. But you know what I can do? I can help you stop trying to figure out what to do on a Friday. Right? Stop your worrying. Stop your thinking and just head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find my boy DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room. Listen, you see him in the lounge room, so you can start dancing and start drinking. Oh, listen, if you're an introvert, you know you're a little bit like me sometimes. You, you just want to loosen up a little bit. And I call myself an introvert. I'm just saying I like that sauce so I can dance. I can start dancing. 
And when you do it, you make sure you do a DJ set. This is every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone. Make sure you keep it cheap. Listen, wait. There's a lot more. DJ Scepter is playing tonight. Yes, folks. Tonight. At Old Mally's Nightclub. On bar. Whatever you want to call it. This is from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. What about Thursdays? Yes, you can find DJ Septo on Thursday at O'Connor's. Yes, O'Malley on Wednesday, O'Connor, O'Connor's on, <laughs> O'Connor's on Thursdays. We got Capone's on Fridays, Oh My Lanta on Saturdays. No, I'm sorry. Oh, if you want to get him on, on a Saturday when he's normally doing a birthday, a wedding, bar mitzvah, quinceanera, bachelor, bachelorette party, then all you got to do is, it's real simple. Go to bookings, that's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S, at DJSepta.com. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. Eighty-three seventy-nine. End of the third, Washington. We are fully 100% back, and if you're listening, thank you for listening once again on Mixer or Happy for listening live, or if you're doing this at your own time, that means you're listening on TuneIn Radio or SoundCloud. Whichever way you're doing it, I thank you. So let's get back and let's actually get into this Washington Atlanta series. A game that we're talking about is on right now on TNT because that game also started ironically early. That game started at 6:30, right? And from here on out, like I said, we, we're gonna see it continue. We're gonna see this pattern. As I told you, a lot of these teams were, were, two, two, were two, two, three, two, three, two, 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 some combination of three, two, or two, two, right? And this game was no different. We have Washington Atlanta tied at two, two, and even though it seemed to show that Washington took an early lead. We can't under once again is underestimated home court advantage, and home court advantage is even more so relevant or prevalent prevalent when we're talking about teams that that are the four and five seeds, the three and six seeds, for some odd reason. Because those two teams are so usually normally matched. Normally, when we get the early series being done, it's normally with the one seeds, right, and the two seeds, the one and eight, the two and seven. It's the three and six and the four and five that normally has to drag out just a little bit. More because the, the 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 discrepancy in talent isn't that far off, or the difference in talent isn't that far off. You know what I'm saying? Jamaica came out of me a while ago. <laughs> I'm saying it. You, you understand? So I expected. I, it's kind of what we expected, right? We get to see Mr. John to the wall, right? We seen like, like he's done what we expected Wall to do, right? And hopefully we they're gonna do what we expect Washington to do, and that's Wall to to handle this and, and take care of this. But like I said, this is the four and five matchup. Wall and Beal has done their jobs. There's not much more they can do. There's not much more help they can have. We still got a lot to talk about. We gotta finish up NBA. We still got some NBA, um, NFL and HL. We gotta speed this up a little bit. Or, cause like I said, there's still an NFL draft tonight. Let me talk about NBA players and NFL draft. Like that's that's the only two things we're gonna talk about in line. We're gonna have an extended show today. I see this now. Probably not. I'm gonna do a second show this week. But Atlanta, like, not, Atlanta doesn't have a little bit more help. Atlanta still has All Star and former, like what, three time defensive champion, rebound champion. He made it to the. NBA Finals and Dwight Howard's Paul Millsap, who's been a star. We have Dunleavy Jr. We have Tim Hardaway Jr. And we have Jose Calderon. Now, the reason I bring up Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jose Calderon because they are part of the game that I like to play. How many former Knicks players is on another team being successful? And there's where Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jose Calderon falls in. As well as having the young point guard Shoulder and Bazemore. 
So, like, the numbers could wear on you. And, and, and that's what it seems like, you know, can happen. Also, home court advantage. So, I won't be surprised if Atlanta comes away with this. We're just expecting that Washington is going to be the team that, that finishes out because of how talented we've, we've seen how John Wall is. John Wall just may also fall into the same category that Russell Westbrook is. But let's remember this. As we talked about James Harden getting all of these damn MVP votes, we hear a lot talked about the guy that was also right up there with him and named John Wall was putting up similar numbers. Just saying. Right, so... So, remember, so remember like, we're talking about Washington that has Gortat, who basically was gets abused by Dwight Howard and he was Dwight Howard's backup at one point in time. The Morris twins or one of the Morris twins and Brandon Jennings who also falls into the game that I like to play how many former Knicks is on this team I'm having success somewhere else. So in this playoff matchup there are three Knicks on another team being successful somewhere else. <laughs> Following them we have more of the same. We have there's almost going to be a lot of the same talk. Kind of. Milwaukee versus Toronto, they're tied 2-2. And even though that playoff Lowry's that playoff Kyle Lowry is bad, there is something to be said for experience. There's something to be said at, at this point in time of, the, of them just flat out having a little bit more experience than them. And home court advantage. So what we're gonna hope that is that Milwaukee manages. I remember Milwaukee's the sixth seed. Milwaukee is the sixth seed here. So as I'm talking about this, I'm talking from this aspect that I want Milwaukee to win. Because, believe it or not, I don't know if I said this already. You know, we may have to cut the music for this. Put the mic a little bit closer. Let me get closer to this mic so you can make sure you hear me on this one. Because I don't even want to yell. Believe it or not, I don't know if they know this yet. But I think Milwaukee is a top five team in the NBA. Especially in this NBA playoffs. And I may have said this last week. I'm going to say it again. If I have. The Milwaukee Bucks are top five team in this NBA playoffs. There are only four teams that I think can honestly beat them in a seven game series. If they honestly put everything they had together. With no mental lapses. Which comes with age, youth, and experience. But Boston, sorry, not Boston. I apologize. Cleveland. Look at the wrong list. <laughs> but Cleveland, I have beaten them. There's a little bit too much, too 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 much depth, too much experience. Golden State, too much depth at this point, too much experience as well. San Antonio Spurs, too much experience. L.A. Clippers, too much experience. And after that, honestly, nobody else. Houston is too young. Oklahoma City, same thing would have happened to them. I don't see any other team that honestly should be able to beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series. So, I don't even think you realize this. I've mentioned them. Um, there's only one team in the East. <laughs> that I, mentioned. Like, I honestly believe that they're the second best... You know, like, like next year, they should be the second best team in the, in the in the East. That's basically what I'm saying here. Like if they don't if they don't beat these expect like these are the expectations I have for them. They should be the second best team in the East next year by record. Now, because of how the playoffs are, they'll probably be and I, and I, I think the seeding is that you can't get higher than number four. But if they have, but if they do now allow you to be seated by your by your record, at least those top four teams, then Milwaukee should be a top, should be the second best team in the East. I'm I'm, I'm just saying. This is unless <laughs> play that music again, Alchemist. Where can we go, Alchemist? Unless. The Celtics go for broke. Now, being a New Yorker, being, being the New Yorker that I am, Brooklyn all day, I bleed a shade of gray that nobody else can say. You know what I mean? Brooklyn. Unless 
say this again. The Celtics go for broke. Now, like I said, me being the, me being the Brooklyn person, the New York head that I am, I'm not a big fan of boosting up anything that involves Boston or that whole New England area. As you, as you can as you can hear me say, there's really only two areas that I, that I really dislike is whatever goes down here in Miami and what also goes up there in New England. Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox. Hate them all. But if the Celtics, the Celtics really want to go for broke and try to win a championship next year, and the Knicks really want to rebuild. Like really, really want to rebuild. Then, knowing what's going, like there's no surprise what's going on with Melo right now, right? That he's gone some, he's going on with some issues with his baby mother, and they are possibly going to be separated as he has cheated on her and got another chick pregnant. Right? There's no, there's no surprise about that. But there's one thing that we do know about Melo. Melo kind of wants to stay in a, in a semi-big market. Because he has a no-trade clause in his, in a, he has a no-trade clause in his contract. So the reason I bring that up is because you can't just trade Melo. It'll be, it'll be somewhere that Melo is willing to go. Now, as I told you that there's no surprise with how Melo, with, with Melo's feelings. The surprise is what's going on with Christoph Persingas. Because he skipped out on his player exit meeting and didn't sit down with Phil Jackson and them guys. And he, went, and he flew back to Latvia to go play for the Latvia national team who they don't want him to go play for. Now listen, normally I'm all cool with this, but now but I'm, but I'm okay with him playing for his Latvian, his Latvian team. But you know what? For, for a guy that's, that was drafted as high as he is and, and has the potential that, that, we're, that we're saying on him, he is so far showed two seasons of, none of, of, of the inability to stay healthy and you know they said the best ability that you can have is availability and right now he is not available for his team as much as they need him especially if they're gonna go forward and just to remind you what did Phil say he talked about this earlier in the show nobody is safe so if the Boston Celtics really want to go for broken the New York Knicks you see I'm going to this really want to rebuild I do believe that the Boston Celtics has somewhere around three top three draft picks in the first round in the, in the next two years, or within the next because you can't take draft picks up on back-to-back draft years in the, in the NBA. But they have two this year, and they have one coming up in a couple of years. I say you, if you can trade Melo and Kristoff Porzingis for all of their draft picks, which one of them could possibly be the number one draft pick this year because they have the Brooklyn Nets draft pick. Then if I'm the Knicks, then yeah, I do that trade. I'm telling you right now, because the Knicks need to reset their culture and it's obviously that Christoph Porzingis, is just like J.R. Smith and just like Iman Shepard, clung onto Melo just a little bit too much and a little bit of what Melo has, like his, a little bit of Melo's stardom, has rubbed off the wrong way on these younger players because I think that they and also Derrick Rose being able to like being Derrick Rose coming in and, and being unaccounted for it, it has rubbed off a Christoph Porzingis the wrong way and you can see that he's starting to do some of the things that he that that is also that has also happened to some of the more recognized stars in this league because this is the kind of behavior that they think that can go on in New York unpunished. So I said the biggest punishment sent to Boston. Now, like I said, part of the reason why I don't mind this. And I don't mind just gifting Boston players like Melo, like Christoph Porzingis, and seeing if Melo can go chase this thing for the next two, three years, is because if the Knicks really need to rebuild, it's going to take them just about that long to start getting relevant again. And trust me, people want to play in New York. It's just that what's going on in New York isn't attractive for anybody to want to play in New York. So things are going to have to, some things are going to have to change. So... We're going to skip over what's going on with the NHL right now. I'm going to get right into the NFL. I'm going to say, no, let's do this. Let's do this a little bit of justice because New York Rangers are in the playoffs. And I'm about to see the start of all of these playoff matchups um, where we have New York Rangers versus the wild card New York Rangers that are going to be playing the Ottawa Senators. The Washington Capitals take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And both of those games are going to come on at 7 and 7.30 tomorrow. There was some, see, I'm glad I covered it. There was some significance of why I wanted to bring that up. They are playing at 7 and 7.30 tomorrow. A play, a, 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 finally, a NHL playoff game that I want to watch in the New York Rangers is going to be on tomorrow. 
at 7 o'clock. Why is this a big deal? We'll talk about this in a few more minutes. Not a couple more seconds. Not just in the moment. We also have St. Louis take the St. Louis Blues taking on the Nashville National or the, or the Nashville Predators. And we have the Edmont Ducks taking on the Anaheim Oilers. Oh, that's right. And like I said, there's a NHL and that's an NHL game I want to catch. And I can't catch the NHL game anymore because I will probably won't catch it anymore because you know what? And that's the first game in that series too. The NFL draft is tomorrow. And what tomorrow is basically for every NFL team is Hope Day. So I might have to integrate a two two television system tomorrow. Which I'm not even sure that's gonna happen because I'm not even sure where I'm gonna watch the game where I'm gonna watch the draft. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it here or if I'm gonna go to one of my homeboys' house. But I'll be going somewhere. Now, the draft is here, and I really hope that things go on smoothly because we have Marshall Lynch going to Oakland. We have Peterson going to New Orleans. We have Miles Gabbard that's going to be projected to be the number one pick. Deshaun Jackson, the number one QB. We have Jamal Adams that should be the best safety. Jonathan Allen that should be one of the best de um, defensive ends. Um, How Howard being the best tight end. And this guy, Mount McComb, as quarterback that's popping up the draft board. But also, keep note. We also have some negatives is popping up. As Ohio State cornerback is, is a, Ohio State cornerback is, is suffering rape allegations, and then we have Jarrell Peppers, which we're gonna talk about this diluted sample on next week's show because I really have a take about that. And we also have Kelly Bryan who punched a woman who lost her tooth, and all of this is gonna affect the wonderful draft that we see next week. And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. And please don't stress. That is the end of the show. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down, lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My teeth!